Hi there. Welcome to The Preventable, the podcast giving you a seat at the table with conversations about the intersection of alcohol, drugs, and mental health in everyday lives. Take a seat and join us. Welcome to The Preventable. With me today is a return guest, and she's here for like a really cool reason, so I'm very excited. Um, Dr. Hedva Barinholtz-Levy is here with me today because she published her book. I have it. And I remember promising you a year ago. You did. I mean, you manifested this, okay? So when you were on the first time, we talked about it, and you said you were working on it, and it was coming, and... As I shared with you before this, I mean, this is a legit book. This is not a no talking down or whatever, but this is not a self-published like pamphlet. This is a a book. It's a book. I know. Whoa. Thank you. Okay, so so we're going to talk about the book and what what is in the book in a, in a few minutes. But what was it like when you got the call or the email that like it was happening? And, like, you got the first look. Isn't that what they call it? Like, your first where you get to see the cover and everything. Like, talk me through that. And can I also just say that your whole vibe is a little bit different than the last time you were here. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you've gone Hollywood on us or whatever, (laughs) but you're very, like... Hi, I'm a published author. Oh my gosh, my husband's always asking me, "Well, what was it this week? Where, yeah, where exactly? Were you? Where were you this week? Where what was the you? interview?" Yeah. So now you're so sweet. Um, so this, talk this me through the moment so the when moment. you found out it was happening and you got and you saw it. Well, there's two pieces there, right? So when the, when the book actually came, and I'm trying, I have a, I took a photo that day. I was it was just a moment of it's here and it smells good. I mean, just I love yeah, books. books, so it smells like, like a, a new book. book. The um, I love the cover. I've always loved the cover. Um, and I just took a moment. I, I had it. I did a the social media photo shoot outside at, in, in my at my, in my backyard. And I just it just came so naturally to say perseverance pays off. I was just so pleased and proud to have this finished finished final copy to hold and and touch and and page through. How long has so, this been in the works? So yeah. So then going back to like when at, as it all unfolded. Um, I got the official contract February of 22, so just over a year ago, year and a half ago. Um, and you get the contract, sorry, help me through this. You get yeah. the contract based on an idea, or do you have to provide like some chapters in advance? Or? A little of each. So, well, backing up, at first I got an agent, and so I had, I had, <laughs> so I had my agent. You did go Hollywood, and, okay. Uh, shout out to Eric Myers. He's based in New York, and he's phenomenal. Love so it. he okay. took me on as, as a, a client. And he had uh, that. It was then it was his turn to pitch to publishers. So he worked on that very diligently for me. And um, Skyhorse Publishing came through for me, division of Sky uh, Simon and Schuster. In and that <laughs> was so last February of uh, like I said, twenty two. And it, that's all based on a proposal. So when you write a nonfiction book, the proposal has to be all written out, which means every chapter has to be um, laid out and uh, summarized essentially, and then oh. a couple. Um, example chapters. So I really went off of only one sample chapter when it went to uh, when it was being pitched to the different publishers, and that based on that premise of why why the book is needed, and you have to present complementary com- or comparable titles to what's out there. So you really have to pitch why this book is important, why it should be published, and why I'm the person to write it when you do nonfiction. So it sounds like a grant on steroids. 
Probably. <laughs> I've never done a full grant, so there you go. Whoa. But it was, right. You're talking a 20, 30-page document. So a lot of heart went into it and also my promotional plan, how I'm going to promote the book, um, the platform it's called, to once it's out, to get the word out and, and get all those people interested to want to buy the book. So all of that is kind of laid out in the beginning. And then it's on good faith that I'm going to come through and fulfill my platform and fulfill the book and all that. So I had uh, just over six months to write it. So last year was a very busy year for me. Um, I had like all the chapters were sketched out, um, but I had to go back and now fill them in, essentially. In addition to your other work you know, in yes. your and life. I right? had a, a little hiatus. I, yeah. Fortunately, I could downshift some things and okay. upshift writing because this had to get done and that was priority. Um, I also was very actively involved in one of my professional pharmacy associations at the same time. So um, my joke is, I don't know if it's a joke, I, I, be careful what you ask for. I, I did ask for the leadership role with my pharmacy association. I asked for this book and I got it all at the same time. We always so, say, what's the worst that could happen? We could actually get it. Yeah. Like, Right. Okay. So I had to embrace the fullness and, and go with it. So um, busy uh, you know, re- rewriting essentially yeah. and sketching out the, the all those chapters. And at that chapters. point in time, was it like confirmed that it was happening while you're writing these chapters? Like, did you get a letter the, the that says like, was there. this yeah. is happening? We're, okay. We're, and Anne was so, so interesting. Back in the spring, maybe? Um, probably just after you and I had met, I talked with the editor, my my editor at the publishing Ooh. house, and she talked about the cover. And I hadn't really thought about what did I want on the cover. Mm-hmm. Threw out a couple ideas, and one thing, if you if you look on the cover, yes, um, I mentioned to her just an aha, aha moment, the sun, a sun rays, this this rising up of enlightenment. Like, I wanted hmm, my book to maybe it's your medication, right? Just uh, the, that think about something a little differently. There's hope. There's opportunity, and so that's the, the little tidbit of why how that part got onto the um, the cover. And she gave me a couple options and. We selected this one, and I've gotten a lot of compliments on it. Yeah. I, I like it a whole lot. Yeah, so, it's very, like, clean-looking, but yeah. it's also, I don't know. I mean, you know how they say you can't judge a book by its cover? Like, I don't know. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you have to look at it. <laughs> sometimes you can. But we like this one, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we, so, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, Tell yeah. me a little bit more about um, your publisher. Like, have they, is this, um, is Skyhorse, mm-hmm. right? Do they typically do books like this? Uh, do they specialize in nonfiction? Do they have they ever done a book kind of in this realm before, or was this a leap for them? Great question. Um, I actually one of the um, a similar book was written along this genre, and here I can talk a little bit about what comparably what's been published sure. in this area and what makes why yours mine is unique exactly so several i want to say maybe hmm, at least 6 or 7 maybe 10 years ago uh, a bit ago a, a physician had written a book about um, are your are your medications dangerous or something along mm-hmm. those lines and so and that was skyhorse publishing coincidentally so oh. i don't know if but that was many years ago um, uh, so they they have been in this genre if you will but they do a lot of a wide variety of, of publishing. So um not sure why they took this one, but they're historically they've been in that in that area, I guess. Well, I know why, so. because it's needed yeah. and you yeah. probably did one hell of a pitch. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's dive in to the okay. book. Yep. So what it says is my goal in writing this book is to stop the cascade of medication overuse and misuse. We need to begin talking about our med- medications to better understand which ones are a benefit and which ones might no longer be needed 
or possibly are harmful. I want to empower individuals of any age, but especially older adults, to become educated consumers and wiser medication users. Educated consumers. We talk to kids about that. We're like, oh, brands don't control me. Oh, okay. Interesting. Let's talk about how many brands you're wearing right now. And it doesn't mean you have to wear all no-name clothes, but like be an educated consumer. Know right. what you're wearing. Know what you're putting in your body. Right. Know what media you're you're absorbing. Yeah, That's like the crux of this from what I can glean. It's, it's do what you need to do, what you want to do. Just be, know yeah, about eyes, what's going on and be, don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. Yeah, eyes wide open. Yes. And that communication piece. And advocacy is, is an overriding theme. It does seem to be this. a theme. Um, yeah. Because there's so much behind why this book is needed. So a couple things. First, yeah, I marry, li- I marry healthy aging with medication use. So we have books out there about um, growing healthy, keeping our mind healthy, our body healthy, what have you, losing weight, all this wonderful stuff. And we have some books are out there about medications, how to find out what, you know, side effects. And, and there are, have been books published about, um, like I mentioned, this physician yeah. who published a similar book a related book at Skyhorse years ago um, that talked just about the medications, but they they're medicate. It's about medications of any age. This my book looks at how we, as we get older, we're going to need medications. Most likely, chronic conditions will occur. It's just part of life, unfortunately. But how can we use choose and use those medicines that in a sa- as safely as possible? Be aware of what do we need to know about side effects or interactions or how long it needs to be used when do we need to stop and reevaluate if the drug should be continued or if there's a different option that is better for me at this point in my life so your niche is really the marriage of aging in a healthy way and being an educated consumer about the medications that you're putting in your body i think that, that's a fair way that. to to word that absolutely and i think you know, it's more needed than ever for a few reasons, right? Number one, we know that prescription misuse and and all that's been a, a hot topic for a while now. Mm-hmm. But also, I and mean, we have a growing senior population. And I remember having discussions about this 15 years ago, 20 years ago, knowing that just if you do the math, you knew where we were going to be. Right. And I was having this conversation yesterday with somebody about um, the the job market and how it's really difficult to find people, you know, who want not when I do not want to work. There's more jobs than there are people. Right. Mm -hmm. And the person I was talking to said, this is this didn't happen because of covid. If you look at trends, this happened because we have people retiring and population. population So have you just been like, has this (laughs) I mean, yeah, you're there. So the ballooning right. of our aging exactly. population. So the, the numbers are out there. If you look at trends of, we know the numbers of 10,000 baby boomers are turning 65 every day, they say, right? In the <laughs> next, like, say that one more time for the people in the 10, back. Say it one more time. 10,000 people are turning 65 every day, right? There you go. <laughs> it's so, funny. It's not funny, but it's one, funny. But then, so 20 million, somewhere in that number in the next 15-ish years or so, will become older adults, 65 and older in the world of medicine. And as and we, we 
have diabetes, we have obesity, we have heart disease, we have chronic health conditions that will always be there. I hope that we will get better yeah, we'll at, get at better preventing at, some of uh-huh. these. But uh, yes, to um, prevention. But we need to take care of our of, of ourselves as we get older. We need healthcare professionals to to do that. The other piece, again, another facet of why this book is so helpful, why consumers need to know about it and have this as a resource is we don't have the geriatric trained healthcare professionals for this ballooning age aging society, as you just mentioned, right? So if we have what is about 2% of, of physicians and, and pharmacists have the geriatric training, who's really looking after us as we age? And these again, medications have nuances for us as we yes. get older. I have chapters about potentially inappropriate medications. I yes. have a chapter about high-risk medications, um, drug interactions, Adherence, how we just following the instructions um, of, of how to take a complex regimen, affording the medications, right? There's all these nuances as we get older, and we don't have a well trained healthcare, healthcare professionals to help us. So, this book, I, I want everyone to be armed with that knowledge. Like you said, be informed, uh, understand what's being fed to you, right? A pill for every ill. Maybe that's not the way. We need to go. Mm-hmm. And in your situation, is there another way to look at it or understand if I take that pill for my ill, what are the risks of it? What are the benefits? Mm-hmm. Is it likely to help? What are the, how and might it harm going in me? eyes wide, wide open, right? So if you are in knowing the risks, if that's still a choice that you're willing to make, you right. at least understand what those risks are right. and kind and, of consent to those. And how to watch for them. Right? Yes, so a right. lot of what we do is... Every medicine has a side effect. And yeah. I, I always am very careful in this book to to point out sometimes we need those medicines. And I so for Yeah, for this all of did us not this does not present as anti medicine to me at all. Right. You know, which right. is nice. I yes, I'm and I, I say somewhere in the introduction, I if I tend to be a little negative or bring up those those harms, it's because we have to acknowledge that they're mm-hmm. there. Um so almost lost my train of thought, but understand where the medicine can be Helpful. helpful and oh and monitoring so knowing that there might be side effects or likely will be a side effect it may not be bothersome but if 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 you notice this symptom call your doctor or pharmacist right away so you can we can evaluate it and make a change if necessary um, rather than let the symptom go on another yeah. thing I talk about we the consumer is the the end of the healthcare chain if you will so it starts with prescribing the medicines and then the pharmacist pharmacist will dispense it and then the patient gets it at home. How do you feel day to day when you take your medicines? If something's different, say something. Yeah. It, yeah. Maybe it's your medication, right? right? So that again where that title comes from. Well, so uh, there's a lot that you said that I want to unpack, but I think what I the thing that I really appreciated was some of your takeaways in the afterward. Okay. Because it's one thing to read a book and it kind of like formulates all of these thoughts. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I get really lost in a book and I'm like, yes. And I take notes and whatever. And then I sort of sit it on the shelf and I, then I yeah. might look at it a couple of however many times later. And I'm like, oh, wow, I should really, you know. Mm-hmm. But this, I feel like you had three really solid sort of action items or specific call outs. So, You said, literally, as I leave you with a few closing thoughts. Number one, for patients, consumers, and family members, don't go it alone. This isn't a substitute for healthcare. Do you need to, like, talk to your physicians? Talk to your professionals. That's what they're there for. So that was kind of your one 
call out. Ask questions. Yep. People are so afraid, and I think we talked about this the last time you were on, to challenge somebody in a white coat. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily a challenge. It's a question. It's a question. It's a question. Let's just talk about it. But then yeah. you also said, and this is what I wanted to to really hone in on. Number two, for healthcare professionals, be patient when patients come to you with more questions and asking for more information. If this book has done this job, its job, this will become much more commonplace. I mean, I know when I stand at a store and somebody has a question for the pharmacist, usually there's like a an eye roll. An eye roll and like, here we go again. But you're actually <laughs> but saying like, we warning, warning, yeah. you're going to be getting more questions. And if I've done my job as an author, right. then you should be getting more questions, yeah. which is awesome. And then the third thing for healthcare systems and payers of healthcare, we need, and this is why I love you so, <laughs> we need to place medication use in the bigger context of healthcare, wellness, and preventative care. Pharmacists need to be more accessible as part of the team to improve medication use. And everybody, patients, prescribers, can benefit from the pharmacist's expertise. Um, To me, those are three very specific shout-outs. Be an educated consumer, Mm -hmm. because everyone is one, okay? If you're a healthcare professional, get ready to answer those questions don't have, roll your eyes have like conversations part of your job mm-hmm. like let's lean into this job that is vital it is life-saving and um hey let's also think about medication as a tool yeah. but maybe not the tool or the one <laughs> magic pill right. if you will and the other piece of of that third component yeah. looking at the payers the bigger picture um pharmacists have such a valuable contribution to the healthcare team, but there are issues right now with our our status as primary care provider, providers. We're not reimbursed for services that we provide. Wait, We're, I'm sorry. <laughs> Break this down yeah. for like the lay person. Sure. So yeah, tell me again. Concept. So pharmacists right now are not, cannot be reimbursed by insurance for doing medication reviews, essentially. There are some exceptions, but in general. So they're not getting paid, essentially, for doing the things that are so necessary and doing consultation and stuff right. like that. There, it, we, we have to kind of fight for it and pull for oh. it and go down certain very careful avenues. So I don't want to misspeak. And no, I, I, I know. But just pharmacists like, who know, go, wait right, a minute. Right. So there are, but we, we, we are not such, um, we cannot directly bill for our cognitive right. our, our our thought your, your our thought, ex, our clinical your, expertise what you went you to school for right. so much of what pharmacists do and this is just historically how healthcare is developed pharmacists right. are tied to the product and um so we're we're working very hard to get away from that we can provide so much more so in that last piece medications have to be looked at the the bigger picture we've always talked about if we if as a pharmacist if we do our job Medication costs might go up because we're getting, we're treating things better. People are taking their medicines better, but overall healthcare costs will go down. We used to say that when we did a bunch of bullying lessons. It's like if we're doing our job, when we leave, there will be more reporting. So it's going to go. look like bullying is going up, mm-hmm. but it's actually being right. talked about. But then right. overall, it will. It improve. will subside. Right. I mean, that makes sense. I love the analogy. Me. Thanks for, you know, it, it's relatable, right? Yeah. It's, it's different ways to look at it. So uh, unfortunately, but if we look at anything, of you know, what's a pharmacist going to cost? It's going to look like added dollars. But overall, the idea is to save money. If I, when I do a medication review, if I can find one unnecessary medication, 
you do the multiplication of how much that will save over time that we're stopping a drug that, yeah. is, that doesn't oh, no one sure. has to pay for and we're avoiding a possible adverse drug reaction or an interaction that could lead to an emergency department visit or hospitalization. Right. I mean, these are the problems, again, problems that I talk about and why we at 60, about two thirds of these medication related problems are preventable Great word. <laughs> did I just do that you for you? You did it. Thank you. That, you like, did, like very, very nice work. Heather. So nice work. we can, um, but we need to step up to the plate. Consumers yeah. have to be part of the healthcare team and realize that they can contribute. So there's a lot packed into um, that, yeah. that afterward. And I chuckled because I did write it fairly, fairly quickly. And it, so it came from the heart. It came from after wrapping everything up. And um, I, I just can't say enough of how important it is. Even when we talk about this, um, this over-medication concern we have with older adults, there's a new trend called de-prescribing, which is reducing or eliminating some of the medications. Um, and it has to be done carefully, and we have right. to be very thoughtful about it. But um, one important piece to get to get to the point where we can reduce medications that are unnecessary or harmful not the ones that are valuable and needed, mm-hmm. is the the patient and caregiver, consumer, whatever term you want to use, they have to have buy-in. They have to understand that it's an option. I don't I may not I may not have to be on that medicine. There might be an alternative. They have to know what those alternatives are, the non drug mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. we can do. Um, so again, this this book is part of that bigger equation of how as a society in a healthcare system, we can use our medicines more efficiently, more judiciously. I like to use that word, or mindfully. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. think, do we need them always? So, yeah, it's like just because we can, does it does it mean, mean that we it's, have to, yeah. or that it's the answer? Or, you know. Right, exactly. And it's and it's something to consider, right? Because if you have a chronic condition and there is a medicine or a host of medications that could, you know, reduce your symptoms, that for many people is very appealing. There might also be some other options that might Mm -hmm. be, uh, you know, I'm just thinking about like diabetes management or Mm -hmm. or things like that, um, that might be a little trickier, maybe a little more intensive to do, but some of that can be managed with no medication or with minimal medication. But knowing that you as a, as a patient get to engage in a conversation with your healthcare providers is, it, it shouldn't be kind of like a brain explosion right it should be more natural it should be more natural but it's not right it's intimidating right we're because you have all these letters behind your name and i'm assuming that you know what i'm Mm -hmm. you know what i should be doing because i'm just little old me and i don't know and you've got all that information in your chart so you must have the answer so have the picture the 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 clinician the farm d the md whomever they know what they know, right? I know about those medication side effects. I know where they interact. I know what's not a good choice for someone who's 85 years old. But you know what, how you feel. You know your preferences. I work with patients who don't mind taking all the pills. They, they, and they might love supplements, right? These sure. non-prescription. Sure. That's their I way of to come being. Come back to that in a second. Absolutely. And then I talk to other people who 
really don't want the extra medications. The first thing they say when I meet with them is I, I'm taking too many drugs and they might be only taking seven medicines. And to me, when I compared to a lot of the people I work with, that's that's nothing. Um, so you know you and you as a consumer and that is what you bring to the table. And it's the clinical, the clin- clinician's knowledge and the consumer's knowledge that that's where that two-way conversation has to happen. There's even even a term for that, shared decision-making, and I talk yes. about that in the book, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so speaking of the, the supplements, mm-hmm. so you do talk about that here as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, many times where you're on a new diet or something, you want to start, I mean, I take, I drink greens in the morning. I will not, maybe I should name drop them, Max, so that maybe they'll sponsor. <laughs> but anyway, so I, you know, I do this drink every morning and yeah. it said before I started taking it, it said, you know, consult your doctor. Did I? No, I did not. Of course not. Should mm-hmm. I have? Yeah. I mean, not because it was going to kill me or something necessarily, right. but I don't know if it's too much of what I need, if it's actually like doing anything it, at all, right. if it's contraindicating with medications that I take. Right. If there's some or an herb, you know, yeah, some things can exactly. be in those that might cause an interaction of sorts. Yes. Um, and it also lets your healthcare provider, your know physician know that on. she likes to take natural things. She wants to work on her nutrition to be healthy and stay healthy. Yeah. That tells me more about Nicole and that's important as I care for her. So that's another p- reason to, to to talk about what you're doing. So in that res- in that perspective, it's not a medicine. But so if I go into my doctor and they say, you know, what medicines are you taking? Should I list that? That's a great question. It, it probably wouldn't come naturally to me. I think it comes into the conversation of what are you doing to take care of yourself? Okay. Um, let's say your blood pressure is running high or the blood sugar seem to be running high. So what are, what are, what are, you, what are you eating, drinking, exercise, what's your physical activity? Your alcohol so, intake. You know, alcohol, smoking, all, all that stuff, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of that lifestyle piece. Um I'm trying to think if it were. I'm not asking for yeah. your. I'm just like. Yeah, I'm just thinking. I, I don't mean, know if should I, if I were taking people a actually like yeah. mention something like that? I don't mm-hmm. know. Like if they're taking well, fish oil, for example. Well, that's that, that's a given, right? Any obvious tablet kind of thing. Oh, I, that I think is, is a given. Important. Okay, Th- that's a dietary supplement, and that's I don't think key. a lot of people realize that if they're taking fish oil, that they should I tell think. their physician. Do you think people, Max? Would you think of that? <laughs> I'm breaking the fourth wall again. Would yeah, you think of that? that? Probably not. I wouldn't even. I I mean, I would think the same thing with like a multivitamin. I would categorize like fish oil as that. And I don't think that if when I got asked by a doctor, like, what medications are you taking? I don't think my like daily multivitamin is something that would occur to me to include in that. But should we? This is a really good conversation to have. So, yes, yes, yes. So I talk in my book. How do you make a medication list? So it's prescription medicines. It's your over-the-counter drugs, OTCs. Those are your pain medicines and cough and cold products and and all that that stuff. You got it? All that stuff. And then there's the dietary supplements. And those absolutely are medicines, right? And I talk about how I... This is what we teach kindergartners. I'm I'm listening. I'm listening. It's a drug, right? It's something you put in your mouth. Yes. So, yeah, those absolutely need to be on your list and you want to tell your doctor about it. What I'm I'm hesitating and, and I get your questions. Like if I were taking... But if I were taking like even um, trying to think some of the the, the liquid supplements, mm-hmm. um, if I were taking an Ensure or Boost, oh, those yeah. have nutrients and those have other uh, vitamins yeah. and minerals in them that 
maybe you're getting too much of something, right? If you're taking a multivitamin, you're taking an Ensure or this, you know, a, a special smoothie drink in the morning um, that has additives. It's part of the picture. Whoa, you're so, blowing my mind right that's now. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I'm, I don't think do I'm speaking. It's, it's all part of it. Absolutely. Do doctors like you? Or when you come in, are they like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, here, whoa. Com- here she comes. I, yeah. you know, have cleared my calendar. Right, and oh my gosh. Uh, well, I, <laughs> what do I want to say? I want to say, let's just steer clear. But the one, I, I will you tell you. You didn't think you'd get asked that question, one did of the, you? It did not. One of the easiest physician visits. First of all, I, I try to stay healthy. I just do annual you know, right. checkup kind of thing. So fortunately, I don't have a lot of questions. But when I, I remember having a um, a cough, a respiratory something or other going on, and I needed to see my doctor because it was going on long enough. Do I need an antibiotic or what's right. happening? And I remember the, I, I purposely, I just didn't ask questions. I said, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and I remember the physician um, I think there might have been an antibiotic with that one, but she was ta- asked. She ran down the other things she has to check. Are you getting enough calcium? Make sure you get your antioxidants. And I just said, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, knowing in the back of my mind of you know I I deal with this another way, or I you know I, I don't need the calcium supplement. I'm drinking my milk or whatever it was. But just I made it easy on myself, and I said yes. So I chuckle, but yes, I tend to be the the challenging one. How would you know that? Come now, um, but it's it's kind of my best friend is a nurse, and it drives her insane because she always seems to be around situations where somebody's like is there a nurse in the building is, is there anyone here and she's always like she doesn't oh, want to be called on but yeah. she's a nightmare when it comes to well, doctors you know because she's already she investigated all of yeah. the things and you know she's taken her x-rays to get a second opinion but as she tells me i say she's a nightmare She's actually just advocating for herself because she has a peek behind the curtain that a lot of other people don't have. And you bring up a, a couple of points. Um, I want to talk about the Dr. Google. We know when yeah. we, we're all seeking information on our own, right? Dr. Google. But I think we all we I think it's helpful to to come in with what we understand, but get clarity. Make sure you run it by someone. I mean, have I mean, sorry, have it have the conversation with your physician. Run it by your physician. This is what I think is going on, but don't derail the physician from using his clinical skills and judgment and doing what he or she needs to do. Because it really should be a, a, a combination, it's both, right? right? Right. But um, accessing information on the internet, just it, it, we all want to go look. We all want to see, learn as much as we can. There's so much on in the internet, on the internet. I, that's again, my last chapter of my mm-hmm. book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how we can Go to more reputable, reliable sorts sources and sites, but always check that information with your healthcare professional. So, what I, I'm I'm snickering because I'm dying as I'm as I'm reading this last chapter, health and drug information on the internet. I'm I'm laughing hysterically because it's like things you shouldn't have to say, but mm-hmm. you're saying right. Okay. So first consideration is finding out who's sponsoring or hosting it, right? <laughs> so is it an advocacy organization? Is it the government? Is it a private company? If, you, if there are advertisements, how many are there? How is it displayed? More reliable websites tend to end in .gov, .edu, or .org. These are things that I will tell you when we are teaching uh, high schoolers mm-hmm. and middle schoolers about cannabis or yeah. about energy drinks or about 
uh, nicotine and vaping and where are you getting your information from? Because inevitably there is a teenager because this is just the way that teenagers are and we all were one. They they want to fact check you. Right. Or they mm-hmm. want to counter yeah. what you just said. Mm-hmm. So in real time now, because they have phones, they might be saying, um, no, like that's not really true. And so <laughs> then you have to pause and say, OK, yeah. tell me more about that. What is the source? Yeah. Oh, well, it's, you know, philipmorris.com. And you're like, OK, Let, let's, let's think about let's that. Let's have one. <laughs> a conversation about right. sponsored research and what right. this looks like. There is so much media literacy in particular, internet Mm -hmm. literacy that is baked into the lessons. And I love that you devoted a whole chapter on it. You even gave like specific websites that you find reputable. I mean, did you always know that this was going to be a chapter? Yes. And the the challenge is so much can change over time. But these That's why we need a second edition, right? Exactly. I'm Uh already working on that. Um, Or or thinking about it already. I laughed because I found one, one typo already oh, so is it killing go you? find that and then my other yeah you have to buy the book and find the one <laughs> typo, typo but you got to buy the book and find it <laughs> and the other enticement is i drop the title in the middle of the book somewhere so another fun oh. one is to find my little where i, I reference the title my editor caught that one. I said, yep, threw that in there on purpose. So the pers- the first person who can find both the typo and <laughs> where you put the title gets a, a free copy of the second edition, right? There, uh, there we go. <laughs> that puts it off a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Um, uh, I mean, but you so, always knew that this was going to so be that, a chapter? That had to be. It has to be, right? So when you're talking about how to use your medications more safely, and, and the original title that I, I was sitting with for over a year was Safer Medication Use, actually. Mm. So this kind of, this current title came about last minute. Um, but knowing how to get decent information and how to use that information that you're invariably going to be searching for on your own it had it had it was a, it was a given that chapter would be in there yeah yeah and i mean you didn't shy i mean you you definitely said that you know they're a good starting place right yeah. so like i'm not going to mention them but you know some of the ones you mentioned you said like they they can be good information mm-hmm. uh, good information sources broadly and then maybe get a supplemented or yeah get get some more information have a real life conversation with your actual provider to talk things through because so much of what's on the internet is going to be fairly generic right it'll it'll be widely widely very broad i guess um i almost want to say a little bit like the information you when you pick up your prescriptions at the pharmacy and you have the papers stapled onto the bag right they list everything and I always argue that people need to understand what matters to them. Um, so when you look on the internet, your medication might be it might stay on there. It's for seizures, but you're taking it for pain. Well, what's that all about? Right. Do I have seizures now? I mean, so you can be misled or be confused. Um, also, so some of the if you do a real deep dive, some of it is like doomsday prepper, and you can be sure. convinced that you're going to die, right? Yeah. And and you actually might, but some of it it's just, it can start it to like really mess you, with right. your head, and is scary. Right. I was yeah. taking so I um, take an anti anxiety medicine, and um, my uh, prescriber thought it would be a good idea to to switch. 
Mm-hmm. And because my insurance at the time stopped carrying it and, you know, mm-hmm. you roll your eyes because this is very <laughs> Same, common. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they switched me to another medication that worked okay, except for if I took it too late before I went to bed, mm-hmm. um, I would have these most vivid, intense dreams that impacted my ability to sleep. sleep yeah. Okay. And I like sleep. Yeah. Very much yep. so. It's like one of my, I was asked the other day, do you have hobbies? I'm like, yeah, I really like to sleep. It's my fave. I do. I love yeah. sleeping. Um, I have more hobbies, by the way, than sleeping, but it, it is <laughs> a big a bad one, one of mine. So, and I, you know, so I'm taking this medication and I'm noticing that I have to literally take it at a certain time. Otherwise, if These I miss, dreams. then, yeah. then I, I either can't take the medication or I'm knowing that I'm going to have terrible dreams. Yeah. And some of the dreams were like, like not nice not dreams, right? Wow. Yeah. So I started looking online and I kept seeing like, does X medication like impact sleep? And I would see some there's like, yeah, like uh, it, it uh, impacted my ability to fall asleep. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not really my problem. But da, da, da. And like it was almost like dismissing my symptoms okay. or what I was experiencing. Yeah. But then there was this whole other weird like sub thing that was like, yes. And I was having these, you know, thoughts of suicide and because I, I couldn't get to sleep yeah. and mm-hmm. all of these things. And I was like, whoa, like I right. do not Don't want that. that. And it path. freaked yeah. me out. And so I went into the doctor and I was like, I'm, we either need to try something different or I'm going to just have to pay because I don't want this. But I will admit to you, it took way longer for me to do that than I should have because in my brain, I was like, well, she clearly knows what she's talking about. You know, we've been working for a while together. She mm-hmm. knew how X drug impacted me. Right. So she would know how this drug. She chose carefully for she you. Chose and she chose carefully. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying she didn't, by the way. But um, and but, the, the difference, once I finally cha- used my voice mm-hmm. and spoke up mm-hmm. and then made the change was night and day. Yeah. Night and day. It took me far longer than I wish it then, you know, I'd like to say, could, you know, and wh- wh- why, why did you postpone it either? You know, it's time, but also the intimidation factor. Yeah. We talked, we started talking before about how the consumer is not, doesn't have all the letters behind the, the um, back of the end, end of their name, but you knew how it was affecting you. Your yes. sleep is key and yes. the medicine changed it. Now I could get into the whole issue of why the fact that you had to change if it was necessary because of the insurance company we have a whole that's a whole other conversation mm-hmm. that we, mm-hmm. we need to break apart but um but to speak up yeah and say something this drug is, is not working so we just switch you know switch to another one i don't know how i hope it ended well but it, yeah you had did. to speak up good good to go yeah. um but i think there's another like third person here in the conversation when, sometimes when we're talking about seniors and that is the caregiver sometimes mm-hmm. or the you know, a person who is taking care of the the older parent and mm-hmm. they kind of need to be involved in the conversation too because they could say, well, mom and dad, like, here's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Here's what I know to be true mm-hmm. about their typical behavior. Here's what I'm seeing. Here's maybe that not, that maybe they're not noticing, but I'm observing I'm this. I'm observing yeah. this. Just as important, right? And, and when we talk about uh, with geriatric medicine, working with older adults, often that care, there is a caregiver involved, be it the spouse or an adult child. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a different perspective. It, it fills out the picture sometimes. It's a way to someone might notice something being a little off. Again, 
maybe it's your medications, a, a side effect or an adverse drug reaction. Um, medications, too many medications we know can lead to decreased physical functioning and decreased cognitive functioning. So confusion, maybe, um, increased risk of falling, being a little unsteady on, on the feet. Yep. All those are very risky and an individual may not notice it or that denial piece. And I watched my, my dad recently go through some um, issues with his health and it's hard because there's, you know, there, there's, there can be denial and someone else involved in the care can see what's going on and support the person that we, that we need to look into this. Go, let's, we, let's go see the doctor. Let's find out what's happening. So I know that in between the time we're recording today and when this is released, you're like doing, I mean, you're in the midst of a press tour right now, right? Like you of have sorts. A, a I'm sorts. Work, yeah, a little yeah, bit. I'm calling it a press tour. We'll I mean, you've that, got yeah. a book signing yeah. and you've got some pretty- and Some other podcasts um, going. Other podcasts. And, yeah, and it's cool. not just here locally, right? Um, right. Well, the fu- the I'm, I'm, I'm working on spreading out, but I'm going, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio area. So I am going back for a high school reunion. I won't say which one. So that weekend I'll be doing a book signing in a bookstore there too. Are you just going to walk into your high school reunion being like, boom, pow, I did this. Hello. (laughs) But it's fun because I'm having having some on social media, a couple classmates have, you know, commented, I know someone famous. And so it's kind of fun. Anyhow, but yeah, we'll we'll promote it a little bit through the reunion. But anyhow, so that's why I'll be in the Cleveland area. I have a book signing here in St. Louis. And then um, I'll be up, uh, I have a talk planned up in New England area. I'll do a couple things that way. Just working with my colleagues, um, I want to get to as many cities across the country as, as I can where I know people, where there's connections, where there's um, people who want to hear more about the value of getting the consumers involved, empowered, engaged. It's so important. It is so important. And um I have to tell you before we end that you, when you emailed me to say that the book was out and that you wanted to be on the podcast to talk about it, I called Max and I'm like, we've just had our first like actual request. Somebody who has <laughs> said like, I want to be on it. And I, I think that we're honored that we are part of your press tour is what I would say. And we're, we're big supporters of you. And um, the book is great. And I told you ahead of time, it's normal. And you're like, normal. And, and then you said, relatable. I said, yes. It's not, it's not dense. Like, it's yeah, good. it makes sense. And I feel like I could read it. My mom could read it. Like, I, I, it just, well, and, a, and a professional could read it. And right. it, you're not talking down to anybody. You're not right. talking up to people. It's very relatable. Oh, I love hearing that. Th- and thank you very much. Write that review on Amazon. I will. Yeah, I'll, I'll review it. Well, speaking <laughs> of reviews, if you liked what you heard, please consider rating, subscribing, or reviewing because they make a difference, don't they? They make a difference. Oh, it, yeah. yeah, it shows it, the powers that be it, that people are yeah. paying attention and like it. Yeah. It, it does. And I hate to play that game, but it does matter. So, yeah, it, any, any reviews would be very much appreciated. But okay. I want, it, I want it to be relatable. I want it to make it as understandable as I could, but I also didn't shy away with some difficult terms but to help it just to help us have yeah, that conversation totally so and I you appreciate those words, i mean you Nicole. you broke it down and did you did you put a glossary or did i make mm, there's a up? glossary yes there's a glossary absolutely yeah. a uh-huh. table of all the tables know, of, yeah so. very user-friendly tried to make it so 
Well, if you like what you heard, if you want to read the book and read the book, uh, please consider rating, reviewing, or subscribing to The Preventable and consider reviewing this book because it's amazing. Maybe it's your medications. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for joining us at The Preventable, brought to you ad-free by PreventEd. PreventEd works to reduce or prevent the harms of alcohol and other drug use through education, intervention, and advocacy. Please visit their website at prevented.org. Like what you heard? Rate, review, and subscribe to stay up to date with what we are serving on The Preventable.